0: realize like I was actually just doing all the things I didn't need to be doing and I had created something that was just another job um, but now I, I was able to take a look and, and step back and be like wow this is what I, I had envisioned this is the game plan and it just involved me not being physically doing all the labor real business owner, real business
1: owner. whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation that's really what real business owners is man like we don't care where you come from yeah. where are you going our
2: goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose.
1: You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust,
2: and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, Kilo G. What's up, what's up? Guys, we have a guest today. We have a special guest today. A three-year podcast listener is what we just found out. <laughs> um, Adam McChesney owns a marketing company, Um He's been in some of the same entrepreneur groups that we've been in. We've kind of known about each other for, you know, many years. So it's good to finally connect with you and uh, hear about your journey. (laughs) And we defined (laughs) journey earlier today. We're like, oh, man. But he said, yeah, it's been a journey. And I'm like, well, yeah, you can get a flat tire on the side of the road on the way to vacation. That's like, yeah, it was a journey to get here. You know, he didn't say it's been absolutely amazing, but in reality, I let mean, let's just call a spade a spade. It's business, right? That's really what it is. It's a journey full of ups and downs and lefts and rights. And so we're excited to have you on and excited to have you fly out and be with us, even if it's just for a couple hours. So yeah. we appreciate that, dude. Yeah. Uh, sponsor also for the RBO uh, live event in September in Dallas, mm-hmm. you will be sending out, you know, a representative of your company, if you will, Tell them the name of your company. A little bit about yourself. Kind of how you grew up. How you how you got to the point of entrepreneurship,
1: right? And tell them how insane they are if they don't come to the event. Yeah, right? you so. got to come. You got to come hang out with <laughs> well, us. Well,
2: I mean, if you don't, you're a, a loser <laughs> with a capital L. Yeah. You know. So yeah, we only got
1: about a what hundred tickets left to sell.
0: Something like that. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I haven't looked at the spreadsheet yeah. lately. People <laughs> better snack the them up dude, before yeah. they're gone. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. Having me, I'm excited to be here. I've been huge fan of you guys, uh, coming up on three years. And yeah. I was actually looking. I had a, a Facebook message that I sent to you guys back in March of 2021, trying to pitch to come on the podcast back then. So, oh, what do we an, say? What to, do we say? Hey, you I'll said give now. Like, uh, no, you, you said I'll give one of your other episodes. I was doing an episode with Mike Claudio. You're like, yeah, I'll give it a listen. I'm flying down to Florida right now. Get a listen, and then I kind of just like left it at that because I assume maybe you listened to the episode and it wasn't what you were looking for, but. Well, just I listen. I, just, I, I <laughs> thought you bombed, bro. Yeah. So like, dude, he's probably grown a lot in two uh, or three years. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's on we'll some big a, stages. Dude. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now, yeah. Now. It, it, it's impossible for you to bomb, bro. No. You're out there crushing the game and, and doing awesome that. shit. You but
0: know? no, I just wanted to. I just wanted to and throw I'm that sorry, in there, dude. Yeah. Uh, we were
2: traveling, yeah. so I'm gonna just yeah. chalk it up. I'll use that as an excuse. It's <laughs> so. all good. But I at that time, we did get a lot of people, just random ass people, request, and we still do. You know, emails and DMs and this, that, the other. And sometimes you get requests, and you're like, "Look, they don't even they're not, they don't even follow the account." <laughs> you're like, "Bro, yeah. you want to be on the podcast? You, have you even listened to a episode? You're not even following the account. Like, first mm. things first, support. You know, I've ne- I said I, I've never seen your name. Mm-hmm. I've never seen you comment on our shit, and you're not even following us. Like yeah, I said, that's that few seat res- few.
1: is reserved for for. Uh, our alliances, dude. Yeah. People we want to yeah. rub shoulders with. Yeah. Or they can pay. Like when the PR firms hit us up, we are like, you know what? You, you want yeah, to do yeah that's when we you start doing
2: them. 10 grand and <laughs> hop on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when you're making we haven't done that yeah. Yet. Yeah. yeah, I we did we respond
1: once like, hey, five grand, we'll do a podcast with you. And they never replied. Ghost. That's
2: the best way to get them to
0: stop hitting us up. Yeah, yeah there you go.
2: <laughs> Anywho,
0: but yeah, no. Other than that, Adam McChesney, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, lived there pretty much my entire life. Married to my wife, uh, Delaney. Having our first child she's together. Having, yeah, she's together, having her first we're having baby. our first <laughs> uh, baby uh, coming up in September. So super excited about that, baby boy. Um, other than that, I spent five years in medical device sales right out of college, and oh. uh, did that. Uh, worked That's for good a company money, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, worked worked for a company called ResMed. So if anybody's familiar with CPAP equipment, mass, all that stuff, I managed about a $25 million a year territory in the state of Mm, Missouri, mm. made it, you know, really good money, got promoted into a a pretty awesome role at the age of 26. So I made 200,000 my first full year in that role. And uh, thought I obviously was never going to leave. And then kind of got an inkling to get into entrepreneurship back in 2018. Because I was so sick and tired of the environment that corporate America was. And I was like, there's always a hidden something behind the door, whether it's a cap or something like that.
2: Yeah. There was somebody that I knew that did medical sales and they walked away from it too. But I think it was mainly because I think they said that they were just, it was a traveling a lot and there was a long days, long hours. Like mm-hmm. were you doing like presentations and stuff and like trying to sell the, the equipment saying, Hey, this Demos. is why you need yeah. this or whatever. Yeah. And they walked away from lots of money because they just wanted more, you know, balance, I guess, mm-hmm. you know,
0: Yeah. So I was uh, in sleep labs at night and then I would wake up like literally the next morning and then have to go to the doctor's offices and the durable medical equipment company. So it was just really long hours. And and then for 75% of the month, I was gone essentially Monday to Thursday night. So I was like, all right, especially when I was just getting ready to uh, get married to my wife, I was like, this isn't going to be sustainable. So in 2018, I was literally sitting in a hotel room, uh, just super frustrated with being on the road. And I literally went how do i make money online so i saw some amazon stores which i know we're talking about oh. this, i saw ebay reselling just all these different types of methodologies to basically make money online and i got retargeted by an ad that taught me how to build digital real estate in the form of digital marketing so essentially taught you how to build these websites rank these websites to the first page yep. of google and then essentially sell leads in some sort of fashion yeah. so i got into that in 2018 From 2018 to 2020, so almost two years, I built 200 websites on my own, just kind of throwing crap against the wall, figuring out what worked for SEO, what didn't, and uh, had a lot of good case studies, had a lot of these uh, websites that were generating a little bit of money. But I was trying to sell these websites on the side, Mm. in medical device sales, it just wasn't possible. So COVID ended up happening. And it went from me traveling all over the country to being cooped up, you know, in my home. Mm. And over six weeks, I literally just focused on the side hustle, and it started generating money. And I'm like, okay, if there's now ever a time I can do this, I we just bought our forever dream home, which probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. But I'm like, all right, we got the home under the belt, <laughs> yeah, marriage, before, <laughs> and now we start I'm the quit. business.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're gonna do it, it's the best time to do it after, because then you're on yeah. this what five-year journey before you qualify to buy a home. I mean, Mm -hmm. two two years for the bank standard, but by the time you can actually make enough money and net profit and qualify to show earned income, like self-employed income, like, dude, it's... It's probably, it takes like four or five years to buy a house when you become a business owner, dude. No, yeah, it's
2: not fun. <laughs> mm, they want to see, yeah. Well, P and L for this and this and this. And it's like, especially when your name's on like eight different entities, you're like, yeah.
1: we oh
2: Dude. It's like. I'm getting PTSD, Trev. Stop.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I just. You, you, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> uh, no. So then I, I went full time with it after the end of our fiscal year. So I essentially put my, my two weeks in and. My boss, everybody that I was working with was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you yeah. literally are the youngest guy here in this role by almost a decade. Like, this this doesn't make sense. And I they thought you'd regret it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so there was, you know, obviously a point in time when I thought I was going to have to go back to medical device sales because I, I essentially went out on my own. I started building the business. I joined Apex six weeks after I uh, went full time into this. Cause I had been following people like Adam Neese and a couple mm-hmm. other people that were in the sales talk uh, with sales pros group. Oh. And they were all talking about Apex. I'm like, I'm the type of person where I always see a couple plays ahead. And I'm like, there's clearly a success leaves clues, you know, mechanism here. So I joined Apex got into entrepreneurs, didn't even just join the basic group. Cause I'm like, I yeah. need to be around people immerse, and I need to immerse get yourself. information yeah. and education. So I did that. And then the building machine kind of took off. Um, and I was building it obviously in the digital marketing side of things. So the first nine months I didn't take a paycheck cause I was just reinvesting everything back in the business. Um, tried to hire teams and things like that can never do it. So I just ended up doing all the work myself and got really bogged down and was like, all right, this is, this is kind of stupid. I just created a job for myself. Mm -hmm. This isn't fun. Um, I thought I wanted to be behind the computer building all the websites that I had just built, you know, over the last couple of years. But I realized in business, I was more of just the visionary, a little bit of a sales guy, obviously, and uh, ended up merging on with height digital as a franchisee, because they kind of offered a lot of the same stuff that I was struggling with, which is fulfillment, hiring and firing. Uh, account management processes and systems. Like I had none of that in my business, so I did that back in April of 2021, and then did that for two years, and uh, grew from about thirty thousand a month to we did one point seven five million last year. On pace to do about two point two five this year. Mm. Um, so scaled really quickly. Had nine yeah. full time team members, and then just merged as a uh, partner of All of Height uh, earlier this month. So
1: Dude,
2: it's amazing. Well, like maybe I've just been in the game too long when people say, uh, cause you said that, yeah, I've been scaling. I'm like, oh, so you've been dealing with just problem after problem after problem, right? Like that's, that's really what it is. But the outside world just doesn't fully understand what that word means. It sounds cool to the average human that says, yeah, I'm scaling a business. Like, oh man, I'd love to scale a business. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, it, it's tough. It's, it, it really, really is. And so it's it's cool to see what you've done in a, in a very short period of time, but that also means that you've been punched in the face a lot mm. in a short period of time trying to, you know, make a big change from sales to going to start your own marketing company to then scaling it within, you know, 3 years or whatever it's been, right? Mm. Uh, to do a couple million dollars. So, I mean, talk about cuz we were we were prior to getting on the podcast we were talking about, you know, shifting, I guess, maybe your identity and shifting your roles within the business and how difficult that could be. Because I, I have a feeling that a lot of people that do listen are, you know, holding on to the role that they've maybe had for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not necessarily making the tough adjustments that they need to make in their business by bringing people in. Uh, we were talking about, you know, uh, people reaching out to him directly like, Hey man, you know, what's going on with this account or whatever. And he's like, I don't know. Like I have mm. like, what, what's the point? Yeah. Let me right? get my and team on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like we, we, we dealt with that. Right. Like, no, I want to talk to you. And it's like, well, we have like a sales team that, that can give you a quote that knows it better than us. Cause they do yeah. it every day.
1: Right. Still deal with it. But now yeah. it's like, well dude, send me your number and I'll have the team reach out right away. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I just leave it at that. Because before, when you would say stuff like "Well, let me look into," it, you're just opening this yeah. can of worms, yeah. right? You're like, dude, you're not going to give them the best experience. It's just better to have your team handle it. But yeah, people I just do started
2: it. being like, "Yeah, well, yeah drop your your name and number," yeah, and then after they do, I'll have somebody from the team reach out, right, yeah. and 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 do it that way. But still, it's uh, it's it's a tough transition when you're used to being the name and the face, and you want everything to go perfect for people because they know that you're, you know, behind the business to a certain extent and being able to relieve yourself of, you know, forward facing on the calls, plus doing the fulfillment, making all those transitions is, is tough. And that's why a lot of people don't do it. And they create a ceiling Mm -hmm. financially for themselves. And they, they are the bottleneck in their business, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that being a part of, you know, masterminds or, you know, entrepreneur groups was helpful in that regard to make you kind of see a bigger picture to where you knew that that was something that you had to do so that you didn't make the mistake of kind of being a one-man band for longer than you needed to?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, that in hiring a business coach and yeah. I also hire, you know, a life and mindset coach as well to, to help me mm. see the, the you know, the speed bumps along the way and be like, hey, there's a blind spot here. You need to slow down here and do all that stuff for me, I think the biggest struggle was that identity of really wrapping myself as the company. So, mm. um, you know, I brand myself now. This is my, you know, Adam McChesney logo. That's completely separate from height because when I do these things, I don't want people just to think that I am the business. I, mm. and, I and I struggled for a very long time because what got me to that first million dollars in business was the customer service was everything that I was physically doing. Well, in order to meet for me to go scale my business to that next seven figures, it was going to take a lot more than just me to be able to do that. And selfishly, I had to, to sit there for myself and say, Adam, this is what you need to do. Yes, you're going to upset some people along the way. People are going to be frustrated, but those probably aren't the right clients for you. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go through that identity of I was really just taking business because I was in some of those communities and people yeah. were like, Adam, we want to work with you, but we want to work with you and not yeah. your team. I'm like, but my team is doing yeah. way better, like. That a lot of these things, I'm not that great. Like that, I'm really not me, that great. To me,
2: what that says is that, that, that exposes where they're at in business level wise. Yes. Right. Because if they're at a certain level in business, they understand that there's, you know, you, you build a business, right. you the idea is to be a business owner and not be self-employed, right. Mm-hmm. And give yourself a job forever. Right. That's,
1: that's a good point. And then also at the level you're at, right. Cause for a period of time, and it's like anything, there's so much beauty to it as well. But like you just say, yeah, bring it on. I'm mm-hmm. going to do it, man. I'm going to people please you. I'm going to do it. You ask, I'm going to do all this stuff. And like, you really do just have to go through it to learn it, man. Like, even if you get some good advice or you get some coaching on like not doing that, there's still a period of time. You just have to go through it.
2: Where you do it. And justify it for a minute yeah. until it becomes like a headache, mm. right? Oh, and then yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, the pain of, of of doing this and remaining in this situation is too great. I would rather go through the pain of having a couple people whine and complain yeah. mm. and make those adjustments and bring on the right people, right, in terms of clients or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think there was that spot, like looking back on it, because I've been doing a lot of analysis, especially just as we merged of like the mistakes and things that I did along the way is I – always from an early going, like envision myself as being the owner of a seven figure digital marketing company. Mm. Well, once I got there, and this was even when I was doing $10,000 a month, but even when I got there, I was still only in that mindset. right? So I was making the decisions of, of taking on projects and working with people that I probably shouldn't have been working with at that time. My mind never leveled up to like that mm. next level. And so the, there was that equilibrium of the company was outgrowing me and that's never a good place to be. I should have been thinking about taking on the right people, hiring the team, doing all of those processes and systems at that level for the next level. Yep. But I was so focused on, man, I'm still not taking home as much money as I want to be. Cause I was reinvesting so much back into the company that it was kind of that identity crisis of like hey you really need to be thinking about what that next level looks like and you did that for so long but now you're not getting to that next level yeah,
1: yeah. did what, you realize too when you hit your million that you're like dude, I'm not even taking home as much as I was as a medical sales rep. Yeah, of course. Well, (laughs) I mean, like there was, there was obviously
0: that aspect of it, but I think, you know, it kind of goes back to where so many people are, are focused on a a revenue goal. Right. And they say, when I hit a million, everything is going to be better. I'm going to make more money. My problems are going to be, you know, my financial problems are going to go away. Problems in the business are going to go away. I'm going to be able to hire more people once you get there, it's, it's nothing's truly different. There's just more problems. There's more headaches. There's mm-hmm. higher level things that you have to do. And yeah. y- and if you're focused on that revenue number, you have to think about other things that is actually around, you know, your purpose, your why all those things. And I didn't have those until after I got to a million, my purpose was, Hey, I'm just going to get this to a million. Cause that's what most people struggle to do with a digital marketing company. And I was able to do it in 15 months. Everything's going to be fine after that. Yeah. Right No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah you find out the truth real quick <laughs> yeah you're understand. just like looking around You're like okay yeah. why do i still have these problems The yeah. million was supposed to solve it which but it is know.
1: amazing what you can accomplish in like three years right oh yeah, yeah. yeah dude it is it's a it's it's a battle and it's uh there's a there's a lot of gifts that come along with it but it is like it's like a magical three-year number man like anytime we've imploded things started new things it's like it seems like our most momentum years are like right happen like right after that third year and it's just like, whoa. And then you do start delegating more and you do start getting your time back and you get your freedom back. And it's like people really do underestimate how much you can accomplish in three years. Mm, you know? So no and it's cool. To see you at that three year mark, man. I see you posting on big stages, getting speaking gigs, more attention on the business, got a team behind you. And it's like, it's getting good now. Yeah, you know, no, are I mean? doing it right, you know, <clears throat> yeah. which
2: is really, really cool for, you know, where you're at in terms of years in business, right? Usually it would take somebody, you know, 10 years to do what you've done in, you know, three years. So it's, you know, kudos to you, especially the fact, you know, joining masterminds and, and being around people within six weeks of like saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I need to start investing into information and community and people, because this is something that I really, really want to make work. If you're not willing to invest into, you know, information, education, other being around other people that have also, you know, uh, been successful and you're not rubbing shoulders with people, how bad do you really want it? Because it is uncomfortable to make that investment, especially as a new business owner, um, to, to cut a check to say, yeah, I'm committing to, whatever, a thousand bucks a month in this situation is something that 99.9% of people won't do. But that's also why 99.9% of people won't reach what the average person would take 10 years to accomplish and you doing it in three years. You Mm. collapse time by investing into yourself and the information, the knowledge that you're taking in and the people that you surround yourself with. And that's invaluable right there because- I mean, it's it's literally black, and anybody that joins groups or invests in, every, they're taking their business. A little more seriously than anybody else. Everybody else is living on a hope and a prayer. Mm -hmm. They show up to their business again, the very following day, hoping that something new will happen when it just won't happen because you're showing up in the exact same way that you showed up last week, last month, last year. My guess is you're listening to the same music as you drive into work, wearing the exact same clothes, you know, driving the exact, everything's the same Mm -hmm. until you actually throw yourself a curveball and do new information you know, uh, nothing new will come out of you. Right. And so I think that that was one, uh, an amazing thing that you saw within a short period of time that you knew was needed. And I think that that was probably a big help that expedited it. Actually, we we talked about that, right? You, you, you joined groups and people started like doing business with you and you're doing way better than most marketing companies in a much shorter period of time. You said some are, not even going to do a million dollars a year, probably five years into owning a marketing company. Right. Oh yeah. And so I guess let's ask that. How much would you credit, you know, your current success being on stages, you know, now multiple seven figures, you know, owning a bigger chunk of now a, a marketing franchise company. Like the, the momentum is in your favor at this point. And how much credit would you give, to investing into yourself.
0: I mean, I obviously I've I've worked hard, but I would say, you know, probably 90% of of doing that because as you mentioned, people can do this in 5 to 10 years. Yeah. It is, it's no different, but I'm the type of guy when I saw it I felt like I had this window, especially after COVID, where people were getting all these checks to put money into marketing and advertising and all those different things that, hey, I can make this work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was coming up on my 30s. I'm like, I want to be successful. I want to do all these things. For me, it was absolutely that is how do I condense time and get information that would have taken me years or heartaches or lessons, obviously, along the way that I didn't want to have to go down if I could learn it from somebody else. So I'd say probably 90 plus percent of just being in the right place at the right time and also investing in myself and getting around the people that have already been where I want to go. So I think that was the other thing is, too, is there was there's a lot of people in the digital marketing space that are just joining masterminds to join marketing masterminds to all learn some new tip or trick or strategy on how to, like, resell something else. I am a digital marketer, but I'm a serial entrepreneur, first and foremost, like business is business about 80 percent of the time. Right. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to get in rooms with people that were doing things of where I want to go, not just like, how do I get my digital marketing company from here to here? I wanted to do bigger and better things, which is speak on stages, start a podcast, do all these things that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was just trying to go copy what somebody else was doing yeah, and paying build, to do building
1: that. Your personal brand right along with your, your company. Yeah. You know, and it does, it, it, it accelerates that, you know, it does. It, well, people I mean, are doing it and not even realizing it when they've been in, in the right environment. I mean, I probably should enough. post more on
2: Facebook, <laughs> but your Facebook, you do an amazing job. Appreciate you that. know, uh, with, with your posts, you know, people love it. They engage with it. And so obviously you've been very, very consistent with that. And really, I mean, let's be honest, that's really what anything comes down to. Like if you want to resolve from it, invest time, money, or energy into that, whether that's just the energy of making a post mm-hmm. consistently, invest money into something consistently Invest, you know, so like nothing will flourish without time, money, or energy. One of those, and the more of those that you throw at it, you know, the more it has the ability to flourish, right? You've mm. invested into your personal brand by starting a podcast. You've So that's money. You know, you invest time, you invest energy, you invest all three of those into your personal brand, which ultimately affects your business in a positive way, right? How many other entrepreneurs that exist that invest time, money, and energy into making posts every single day, making content every single day, you know, uh, have, starting a podcast, like that, that's all where we come from is kind of normal in terms of like entrepreneur groups and, and being around. Like it seems, it doesn't seem that unique when you go to like meetups, everyone's like, Hey, you want to be a guest on my podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do a swap. What, we'll you know, it's just kind of what everybody's doing. Um, and so sometimes you feel like, yeah I'm just one of, you know, a million people, but the average business owner isn't doing any of that. It's just the circles that we run in that makes it feel like it's just normal. Mm. When it's completely just not normal <laughs> at all to do, but you're doing it and you're doing it at a high level and you're doing it well. And I think that, you know, that contributes to, you know, hopping on stages and doing some of the other stuff, like one thing leading to another that leads to another. Mm. And, uh, you're, you're, you, you've definitely done it, uh, at a high level for three years in business. Right. Mm. So what would you say that, uh, is one of the biggest misconceptions with seo right um you know we were talking about that prior to come on you know we tried it we didn't have a whole lot of success with it but there are certain industries that are very difficult uh we were trying to go nationwide with it and you're competing against you know big four accounting with that billions of dollars you know all of of that so um
1: it is a tough niche but um we do still get leads to this day from our our seo it's just not been focused on in a long time because it was just such a long-term thing. And we got ripped off so much, dude mm. got ripped off so much. You, and so he's you hear these things, that. you hear these things like a uh, SEO's dead. It's not dead. Mm. Right. But you know, I, I'm, I, I was thinking the same question. I wanted to yeah. hear your take on that. Cause I know that's one of your services is SEO and, yeah. and, and the value that's still there. And then dude, you're the type of guy where you can see, that you take it very seriously, you analyze, like you said, and just start the podcast, you're thinking two steps ahead all the time. I'm like that as well. Um, so like, do you think like web three and all this shit is like going to crush the SEO market or is it going to help it? Like, what are some of your thoughts on yeah. all that?
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's great a great question. Oh, let me add one. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. three more yeah. questions. <laughs> well, look,
2: get a pen and paper, bro. You know? Yeah. Uh, Educate us though. But, yeah. but also at the exact same time, like that you've probably ran into a lot of people that are like, Oh yeah, I've been burned by this guy or that or oh, whatever. And so day. it's like, you're constantly having to earn trust. Like, yeah. no, this SEO isn't that here. You just work with a bad company, you know, here's how we do it. And that's why, you know, there's people that, you know, have high authority that only trust to send you business because they're like, dude, Like we can't send it anywhere else because there's just a bunch of jokers in the, in the
0: marketing game. And so,
2: you know, we, we only send it to people we trust and they send it to you, you know?
0: Yeah. I think the biggest thing comes down to one, who you're working with, like height before was a white label company for 300 plus marketing agencies. So there were 300 plus marketing agencies in the United States that were literally just white labeling height stuff and then putting their name on it. But they were selling, hey, we'll get you to the first page of Google to the company in 60 or 90 days or whatever, when it's like height never said those as were the expectations. Yeah, It's usually always broken down at the ownership level or the sales process of what is being sold. So that goes back to who you're working with, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody is always going to say, hey, you can get this done in three to six months and all these different things. That's like a blanketed answer. And some people will say six to 12 months. But there's so many different variables that go into that question of how long is it going to take? And until you get under the hood of a website and do a typical audit and all those things, you're never going to know. So somebody's going to say three to six months, somebody's going to hear that and be like, wow, that's awesome. And then they're going to jump onto that because they typically have heard that SEO might take longer and all those things. So the expectations and the sales process of working with a marketing company is usually where the expectations fail what's actually possible. Mm. And so that goes into time of length of of how long you're going to do the services, but then also who you're working with. and, And more importantly, what is the deliverables actually look like? Cause SEO is a blanketed thing. Oh, I do SEO. Okay. Well, there's 17,000 different ways you can do SEO. Mm-hmm. Most people's deliverables are super bare bones because they know that the companies that they're working with have no true way to audit what they're doing. Yeah. So there's a lot of companies out there that are just doing some surface level stuff and they're charging the same as somebody else down the street, or they might be charging less and they're getting away with it. Right. And so what I tell people to, to really look for in in a company that they're looking or looking for, um, whether it's us or whether it's somebody else, is one, what, what do those strategies look like and what are those deliverables? So we give everybody a work log of what is actually being done on a given month. Now, nobody's ever going to know all the stuff and the reason behind, but at least, you know, it's being done. Two, I always tell people to, to ask for results, like real-time results. So we have a database with all 700 clients in every single industry that we're in. We don't have any accounting clients. So I couldn't come to you guys and be like, hey, you know, Trevor look and at Kale, the look at the yeah, results here. Yeah. But we have a lot of roofing companies, HVAC, plumbers, those types of local businesses that I can go show you in real time. Here's what we're doing in a similar market to you. So that's the second thing I always ask for. And three is, are they practicing literally what they preach? So if you go and type in digital marketing St. Louis, which is the main keyword that we were trying to rank for, we're on the first page of Google. We did that in literally less than two years. Um, We have 50 plus uh, five star reviews on Google. There's companies in St. Louis that don't have anywhere near that. And they've been in business for 10 or 15 years. And then I also started two companies out of those initial 200 websites that I built that literally I was telling Trevor before, like, I don't know anything about auto glass repair. I know nothing about landscape design, but I literally have companies that started and have flourished off of just SEO. They were just super simple, stupid websites that I built back in the day that we were Mm -hmm. able to turn into companies. Most marketing companies aren't able to say most of those, especially not all three. Mm. So you have to pretty much do an audit. Yeah.
2: And say like, Hey, this is dude, you have zero backlinks or, you know, whatever, whatever, you might be a two-year build or something, just, I guess, maybe depending on the industry, because it seems like, you know, people in the trades, if you own a business in the trades, it seems like you've, you know, you can turn that around very quickly in terms of getting leads and ranking and, you know, all of that, as long as the what, the cities, you know, what, 200,000 people, a million yeah, people, like, yeah. I'm sure you have all your metrics in terms of that, competition and all that. And then really exactly. assessing that way. Right. Yeah.
0: So exactly. So like when somebody says six to 12 months, because you're a roofing company, it's like, well, are you a roofing company in Dallas, Texas, which is yeah. the most competitive industry? Or oh are we, you know, in Columbia, Missouri or St. George, it it really depends yeah. on the, obviously the industry the location in terms of the amount of uh, people that are living in that city, the competitors, but the also uh, other thing that people don't think about is, has SEO been done on the website before? Mm-hmm. So the biggest factor that you can't control with SEO is the time that the website domain has been live. So that's why you'll see some of these old websites that have just been consistently ranking on the first page of Google because they launched their domain and have had done, have some SEO done on it in the early 2000s like you can't speed up time with Google. Um, so if also, if you've been having backlinks done on your website, if you've done, uh, things with, uh, citations, there's a lot of things that if you have done that stuff, it's going to be easier for us to turn around that website quicker than if you have all those things, uh, or don't have all those things and you're, you know, comparable apples to apples with somebody that has been doing SEO a very long time. It's going to take a little bit longer.
2: Yeah. Um, what do you think about like publications? So you, what type? SEO for what? like you're talking like the you know the stuff
0: that we're top you know Forbes oh and, yeah, yeah you know Medium and so entrepreneurs so super super impactful the the one thing that people get wrong with that is yeah. there's what is referred as anchor text so anchor text is what the hyperlink says on that URL so if it says hey it's going to go back to easieraccounting.com um, or whatever the URL ends up being if you can somehow get them to write the keyword that you're trying to rank for, so best accounting firm in the United States, Uh, that'll actually have you ranking for that specific keyword, but they typically don't, you know, cater to that. So we typically tend to build out the backlinks for our clients. So then that way it's industry specific and also keyword ranking specific. So we can kind of depict and play that game, but they're super beneficial to have those. It's just, if you can somehow get that anchor text to say the keyword you want to rank for, it's going to have a lot more authority. So, what do you? What would you say the biggest misconception is
2: uh, with SEO?
0: So, I think that it's a it's a one time thing. So, people are like, "Hey, can you just fix the SEO on my website?" SEO is mm. comprised of two different things. So, there's the foundation of your website that takes into account the platform in which the website's built on. So, a lot of people come to us with. Do DIY websites on Wix. What's the shittiest one? Uh, Wix or and GoDaddy are like back and forth as whoever is the shittiest at that time. But They're, they're just fighting bad. for the bottom they're the, spot. Yeah. They're the
1: discount stores. They're the discount stores. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. a lot so of times. Big,
2: a bigger custom website like yeah. is obviously going to serve somebody.
0: WordPress is the gold standard okay, when it comes correct. to SEO capabilities, okay. not a custom coded Like we still see a lot of custom coded websites it's super difficult to change those things, add content, all those things. So the website builder platform in which it's on, we typically recommend WordPress or there's a platform called Duda. That's a pretty solid one. Um, That plays a key factor into what we have to change initially, right? So on the back end of the website, there's things like title tags and descriptions, basically what you're telling Google you're trying to rank for. That's the foundational on-site SEO that yes, There's things that you're going to do one time to fix the website and make sure it's up to par. Mm -hmm. But the on-site stuff, which is like adding content. So we were talking about trying to rank for accounting all across the United States. You have to go to every single city and have a page for accounting in every single sub keyword on your website in order to do that. So adding things like blogs, location pages, service pages, in addition to backlinks, stuff with the Google business listing, that's your off-site SEO Um, And some of the ongoing things that you have to consistently do, no different than going to the gym. I tell people when you sign up for SEO, there's two different things that happen. That's like going to the gym. Your on-site SEO is where you literally sign up and you're like, hey, I'm going to go lose weight this year. I'm paying for the gym membership. That's your on-site stuff. We're going to fix that one time. But then in order to actually lose the weight, do all those different things and take advantage of it, that's where you show up every single day. You're on a structured plan. You're hiring a personal trainer, things like that.
1: Yeah. We were actually on WordPress, switched to Duda, and there is pros and cons of both. Like, Mm. there's so many plugins with WordPress, WordPress, and it's like, if one of them just goes away, Mm. you can fuck your whole site up, and that happened to us, you know? And then, um, so we switched to Duda, but then there was, like, things that Duda doesn't do that WordPress will do. You know, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was like so those two something needed. to do with like a certain audience or something that we were trying to do. It was like damn, it doesn't do it, man. Or those G- two need G- to have o- a child, or yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
0: The WordPress <laughs> Duda the, child, the 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 Duda stuff is like if you're going to manage it in house and not have to worry about on all those plugins and all those updates, it's going to get you the same types of capabilities 99% of the time that WordPress has WordPress just has a little bit more SEO functionality in terms of some of the plugins that are available but those are also the things that can go down and if it goes down it doesn't really matter what you have on there because if it's down doesn't do any good.
1: Corey will love talking to Adam. I know. (laughs) Have you guys had a call? We
0: would not it's been a while but yeah
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's talked to Corey I said you know he's like yeah Yeah. um (laughs) so like the the continued maintenance side of it or you know showing up consistently, right? Like we did, we already talked about that earlier, how important it is to be consistent to see success. Is that because, um, you just want to make sure that you're always staying ahead of your competition? Is that because, uh, the algorithm changes that's, that happened with Google, mm. like what's, you know, why can't somebody spend a bunch of money and attack it for like a year and then sit back and have a you know million backlinks is it because of Google's al- algorithm really is constantly shifting so you guys have to you know kind of be on the lookout know what Google's doing and then like adjust
0: so Google will have a massive update you know yeah. either multiple times a year yes. every other year where it does throw off those things yes. right so it's important to consistently be doing it for that reason but more importantly then the algorithm is to stay ahead of the competition. Gotcha. So when we do that initial audit, which is why it's so important, like we'll do a 4 to 5 minute video audit for somebody that's interested in in doing business with us, we're analyzing usually their top 3 to 5 competitors. Okay. So we need to see where they're at in terms of where they're at in that gym process versus their competitors. Yeah. Are we going up with ultra marathon runners and bodybuilders, or are we going up against, you know, people that maybe are a couple months into- Tweaker. Yeah, into the gym, right? (laughs) So that is more important than anything. And then we can do a content gap analysis to say, hey, based on what we're seeing here, this is what SEO plan you need to be on. Because a lot of companies will just have like one SEO plan and they don't necessarily have multiple options. Well, if somebody does want to invest more money and they're also in a super competitive market, they want to know- based on research and all this data, what it might take in order to really see massive return on investment. They'd rather spend $2 and get a result than $1 and still just fizzle. Because that's the other problem is too, is there is these these companies are setting that up on SEO plans that are setting them up to fail, right? Mm. They're saying, Hey, it's going to take six to 12 months. Well, it's like, okay, it's going to take three years doing a couple pieces of content, writing two blogs a month and very few black backlinks. It's, it's not going to be the same as if you're doing it consistently and you're trying to get to that first page of Google going against up, uh, up against some pretty stiff competition.
1: I mean, basically, it's just how the universe works, dude. Yeah. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. If you're not pursuing, you're retracting. If you're not Yo, on you're, offense, you're on defense. You yeah. know, it's just if you're not being proactive, then you're being reactive. Like if it's a uh, uh if it's something that you want to win, dude, like you just gotta be on top of it. Time money and energy be up a, in that bitch. It's gotta yeah. be a, a a commitment, you know, of something that you're just committed to from once you start to to finish. And as long as you got a good company behind you, it's not like all the other companies that are, you know, scamming people or just taking advantage. It's like, you know, dude, why would you ever want to do it? We actually have a client that's an SEO guy and, uh, and he's like, dude, I got 10 clients, bro. And he's making a few hundred grand a year. He doesn't want any more than that. yeah. And, but he's got results for all of them. He was, he wanted to get our business, right? He didn't know we have a guy in house, but like, he like walked me through like almost all of his clients. Cause he only has 10, but like pool, development companies and things like that. And he had a pretty awesome system Mm. and he's like, yeah, I get this guy. He gets 80 phone calls a day on average. Right. And he's like, you know, he's like, this guy gets this many leads a day. Like he can't keep up. Like, you know, but the second it goes away or they fire him or whatever, it's like, dude, it it dies. It starts dying. Mm. So just like anything in the world, man, it's like it has to, has to have constant commitment consistent.
2: You can't love a child for like two years and hope that they grow up to be an amazing adult yeah and live a wonderful life
1: yeah your children are not your retirement plan because you, you know, gave them 5 years of 5 good wisdom. years your five
2: best <laughs> you know and then said good luck pal <laughs> um, let me ask you this um cuz i just thought of a question in regards to like an audit when you're looking at all of these other websites like let's say competitors websites are you able to see like data such as uh how how much they are growing in terms of their SEO. Like, hey, last year at this time, they had X amount of backlinks. And this year at this time, they have a thousand more or 10,000 more to where you kind of know the rate of growth that you're going against in terms of, you know, hey, your competition's growing at this rate. This is the package you need if you want to, you know, beat out your competition.
0: Yeah. So you can literally see all that. So, so there's third party tools and it's never going to tell the full story of everything, but it'll tell you how many backlinks that somebody has. It'll tell you on average how many keywords they're ranking for what keywords, those keywords actually are, and then where they're ranking in the process. And then based on those two numbers about how much organic traffic that they're getting. So you're able to give, you know, high level, hey, here's what they've been doing and here's how long they've been doing it. And here's how long it might take you in order to, you know, even compete with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. That, I mean, data wins, right? Yeah.
2: Like when you have the data, you have ammunition go- in just- order to like make a move.
1: Is Google right? Analytics the best or is it like Google SEM search, com- rush, Google
0: you know? search council? So, um, Google analytics won't, won't tell you anything that search council won't search council kind of, uh, brings all of that stuff in together. But if we don't have access to that, SEM rush is what we use to be able to have all the competitor stuff, um, as well as our clients or our potential client stuff. What does your average day look like? Yeah, it's a great question. So it's changed a lot recently. So most my project right now is my title within the company is VP of growth. So what we're doing right now is we're we're setting the foundation for our first sales department. Um, But a lot of that is still based on uh, me doing a ton of content. So typically every single like I try to do five podcasts a week. Um, As far as me being a guest on that, I produce a lot of content. Um, I wake up, though, about 430 in the morning every single day. Work out, do my morning routine, get into the office around eight o'clock, um, and then from there. Um, How meet, long have you had that that uh, routine of four thirty? So consistently for two years, mm-hmm. um, but I started trying to do some of that stuff about three years ago. But it wasn't up till I did seventy five hard back at the beginning of two thousand and twenty one that that really started to, to take off. So um, was that around the time that you joined mastermind groups that you yeah. actually dialed in the yes. routine? That was pretty much, I didn't have a routine for like six, I didn't have anything for like six weeks. I was literally just like sitting in my pool, chilling, hanging out. I'm like, this is the life of an entrepreneur now. And then I realized, like, okay, I need some direction. Oh do not what I do. I need <laughs> <Yeah>. structure. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's giving it to me because I'm not an employee anymore.
2: So I've got to do this myself.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, like right now, I'm meeting with a lot of our team just to kind of connect the dots because it has been, you know, we were a franchise, and from there it was the franchise, and then the fulfillment center as two separate companies now with our franchise, we're merging it all in together as one. Um, So I was meeting with my team, I was pretty much outside of the day to day of the business, um, which up until a couple months ago, I was doing a lot of the sales. So um, even though we had a a girl doing sales as well, we were having so many sales calls that um, we just couldn't hire anybody else. I basically wanted to stronghold that still for whatever reason, because I thought nobody could do it better. And then once I completely stepped away over the last three months, we've never sold more. And I was going to say, I, did she I do it better? Yeah, oh, way better. Yeah. And I don't know, like, any of the clients now, which is amazing. Yeah. So it, it has really helped me understand uh, that I was, the, I mean, I've been the bottleneck at every stage in our business, right? It's easy and to
2: say that with hindsight, but I, when I, you're in the middle <laughs> <laughs> of it, you're like, no, I'm the guy, yeah. you know? Nobody can do it better. Yeah. Yeah. But. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so do you, so 4.30 and then you go to work at eight, like yeah. what the what the hell are you doing from 4.30 to eight?
0: So uh work out for about an hour, then I do the sauna for twenty minutes. So I do that at the gym, uh, meditation for ten minutes, read, and then I read uh what I refer to as a champion's legacy. So I, I heard that from uh Mike Claudio's group, which is uh I read my purpose and my commitment in life. Uh I read I am statements, I will statements, I will not statements, and then just read my core values. Um and then that's the last thing I'll do before I get everything ready and head to the office.
2: Mm, that's quite the load. It is. Yeah, and you've been <laughs> doing that
0: consistently for like two years now. So the waking up at four thirty for two yeah. years. I've added in the meditation and the I am statements as of January of this past year.
2: That's it's it's funny how it works because when you when you make a commitment to start you know creating structure for your life so that you can kind of. Control how you show up in the world a little bit more, right? Instead of having extreme ups and downs, if you kind of live somewhat of the same day each day, you're controlling your state more than somebody that's just waking up praying that they, you know, they have a good day. The funny thing about it is when you start doing one thing that's positive and you do it for a period of time, you try to figure out what else you can add and you slowly become more and more open-minded to like different shit, whether it's like, I am state, like if somebody told you to do the, I am statements like five years ago, you might've been like, that's the weird shit. Like I'm, I'm not going to do that. Right. Mm. But it's always looking for the next thing that you could add to make you that much better. Right. Mm. Um, so you did 75 hard and that, that gave you a foundation of like, I need structure. And then you, You've, you've done that ever since?
0: Yeah. So that was an opening experience for me to realize, you know, I was six months into entrepreneurship when I first started that. And I thought like I had it all figured out. Yeah. Right. I started to, to see six some wins. Six months in, you, you thought you had it yeah, figured of, out? of course. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I was like, all right, you know, maybe not all figured out, obviously. Right. But like, hey, you were feeling yourself. Yeah, I was feeling myself. Right. Yeah. And then I do that. And I realize like how small I was playing and how limiting from a self standpoint that I had been, cause I played college soccer and I hadn't consistently been back in the gym in almost a decade. Mm. Everything just kind of came super easy for me and entrepreneurship started to feel that way. And then I, you know, compounding 75 hard with, you know, really being into a mastermind and hiring a business coach almost at a year at that point, by the time it had ended, I realized that, man, dude, you are so far from having anything figured out. And it really set me up to understand that the reason why I loved sales so much is because I loved soccer and playing college sports or playing sports my entire life so much. I need to turn my personal development into what I used to get, that adrenaline, that energy that I used to get from playing sports. Mm -hmm. I needed to have those competitions. I needed to have those things, those non-negotiables with myself in order to be successful in business. Because up until that point... I was kind of just working crazy long hours. I had no structure, and I felt like I was doing a lot, but I was really doing nothing at all.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that you just saw a new level of yourself, and you were able to measure that level of, of self against the old, and you're like, oh, man. Like, it always feels, I think, and I think, you know, we can all relate. It always feels like we give ourselves credit that we're doing enough, and then when you take on a challenge or do something, you're like, I wasn't, I wasn't doing shit, right? Mm. There's another version of you that's always sitting there waiting for you, you know, on the other side of work. And I loved how you brought up, you know, being an athlete because, you know, when I, when I hit a low point, I was like, eh, what, what was I doing when I felt best? I was like, I loved. what did I like doing as a kid? Riding bikes, playing sports, this, that, the other. And in reality, when you're playing sports, you're training and you're practicing far more than you're actually playing in the game. Right. And so I started like thinking about, I'm like, I really missed like the practices, the training, the, you know, the working hard, the process that it took to create the result. Really? Um, And so I said, well, why can't I still try to train like an athlete? Like if I really just enjoyed the process, why can't I show up for myself every single day and and work out twice a day and move my body twice a day and hold myself to a standard that would be an athletic standard, even though, you know, I don't got a snowball's chance in hell, <laughs> uh, you know, at pushing 40 to, to ever become an athlete. But when you realize that, you know, the happiness is in the progress of it, and I used to bitch and whine and moan about going to practice. I thought that that was the worst part of it and couldn't wait for the game as uh, when I was a kid. And then now that I'm older, I'm like, well, the magic was in the practice showing up every single day and grinding And you only were able to show that result, what, once a week on on a baseball game or whatever it is, right? And so, um, you know, I think more people need to understand really where the magic lies. And it really is in in the process, not necessarily the result. Because even when you get the result, you're going to want the process, right? Even when we started making a ton of money for all of the efforts that, that we put in for, you know, a decade plus, the result was there. But I was still at a low spot. Because it's all really about you know progress and you know we could look back at some of the fun times that we had just talking shit in an office you know trying to build something when we were making a hundred grand a year laughing and having a good time it was the, it was it was those times that really made it fun. And then when we got to a result, like bigger problems, bigger issues, right? That's just what it is. And that's why we brought in bigger people. (laughs) We're like, ah, you can deal with the bigger issues and the bigger problems. Let's try to go back to having fun, you know? Yeah. But
0: I think one of the things that I realized recently is I was literally like, what does my day look like now? Because I had started to bring in more people to my team and I had started to work like on the business truly over the last six months. And I felt useless. But like, and I brought this in RBO the other day, like we took, we, I just followed the game plan over the last year. We, we barely did 2% in profit last year up until this point in time mm-hmm. year over year. This year we filed the game plan and we filed the game plan after I realized it was bad last year. We're up you know, to 13% profit margins. I'm not in the business. I'm literally working on the business, but I felt like I needed to be doing more, but I had just preemptively worked myself out of a job which is what I signed up to do. But there was something about me feeling like I had to be doing these things in the business in order to feel like I was a part of something. And I realized like I was actually just doing all the things I didn't need to be doing. And I had created something that was just another job. Um, But now I I was able to take a look and and step back and be like, wow, this is what I, I had envisioned. This is the game plan. And it just involved me not being physically doing all the labor.
1: Right. Right there is there is a there is a balance that has to be come aware of right they you know i agree that you're never going to have perfect balance but i have also seen myself delegate so much to where you almost get lazy on the business mm-hmm. and then you're so focused on yourself and then when you're like oh shit now the business is slipping you come back into the business and you're like I don't even know how this shit's working anymore, right? Mm. So then you have to ingrain yourself back into that. And so you do have to find some, like, balance of, like, working on the business, especially if you're, like, the visionary of the company. It's, like, you kind of need to know what's going on all the time, and you still need to be able to start keep thinking a couple steps ahead, like we talked about when you started. And it's, like, because really no one's going to care more than you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, you, you, you kind of do this weird flip flop before you kind of start finding that clarity of the middle, right? Is it perfect balance? 60, 40, 50, 50, you know, probably not, but there has to be a constant updated plan by you. Mm -hmm. If you're the pulse of your company, if you do have to be able to write that, that game plan, you've got to be able to say, Hey, you know, something's not working, we got to fix it. And you've got to, so you got to stay involved enough to see that, mm. to see those steps ahead, you know, because I, I've noticed that, man. I've noticed when I've like I, I delegated so much, like, dude, Kate, like I built, I built all of our sales KPIs, like basically the the DPL reports and, you know, all these things. And then Tyler and Kason took it and made it better and evolved it. And, you know, you know, affiliate reports and making sure payments go out and all these things. Right. And it's like now that we're like, restructuring things, I'm like, dude, I actually don't even know how that works anymore. And part of that's cool, but part of that's bad. Yeah. Right? Like I've gotta be able to like go in there now and, and be like, okay, we gotta run a new game plan. You know, so, you know, just to kind of bring it full circle from everything we talked about, right? There's mm-hmm. there's like there's a there's a period where you gotta be careful where you don't step away completely, you know, unless you're gonna exit the company. Yeah. Right? Otherwise some shit can start slipping, right? So if you're all in on you, which, you know you need to go through that. The business is probably going to start slipping. If you're all in on the business, you are probably going to start slipping, you know? So I see that now, yeah, right? Because yeah. yeah. I've done that flip-flop.
2: Well, you see many people that are that are uh, out of shape or miserable, but they're, but they're rich. <sighs> you know, they went all in on their business, you know, but everything else is just kind of dwindled or their relationships, their, you know, physical body, you know, all of that starts just kind of going out the window. But they're rich, mm. you know. I mean, I guess they can buy a new lady or something. You know, <laughs> uh, you always see those, you know, sixty-year-olds or something with yeah.
1: like the twenty-five-year-olds. Yeah. Like eh. here, here in your he, routine, though, I think you, I think you got, I think you're doing yeah, great, bro. Like yeah. you're. You're you're doing all your stuff in the morning from four to eight a.m. until you're at the office and you're all in on on the business for you know and dude it really doesn't it doesn't have to be eight hour days bro if you're yeah. if you're getting there with the team for a few hours a day and then you're crushing it at home with the family like dude that's a that's a great that's a great system, that's a great right? life yeah but if you're if you're crushing it your first couple hours in the morning even at business eight hours a day right now that's okay too long as you're leaving some in the tank for the family when you get home leave some
0: meat on the bone yeah, (laughs) literally I think it sounds like you're doing great man I'm, so. I'm trying. I, I learned from you guys. I learned yeah. from people that like I have consumed content with and, and know where success is at and where I want to be. So yeah. thank you guys. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow. Dude. Thanks that. for coming out. How do people um, connect with you if they want to connect with you? Yeah. Uh, talk about, you know, business or d- getting an audit done, Absolutely. you know, for their SEO.
1: Um, on your on your speaking and gig, gigs you've been doing lately. Are you, how do you close your speaking gig, dude? Do you yeah. run them to a table in the back? Yeah. let here right now to nah. close out the episode. So, nah. I mean, like, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. to, like so you. to be
0: honest, like I've just been like going and finding opportunities locally to, to yeah. speak at events, which have then turned into, uh, opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. And so I started doing them locally, started just doing the free stuff and things like that. And I started to put together content and kind of manifesting it out to the world of like, Hey, I want to be doing more speaking events. I'm doing these speaking events. Here's the things that I can be talking about. And then I turned each other opportunity that I got into another opportunity. So everybody that throws events knows other people that throw events. Yeah. And I've just been doing networking no differently than I was trying to do networking to Get grow the business. marketing company yeah. in that same way. So yeah. like this event that I just did in Costa Rica, I met like four other people that run big events that I've now gotten opportunities in with. So even though I didn't get paid to go there and do it, I took that opportunity and turned it into four more.
1: Yeah. So mm. each
0: of those things is like another stepping stone, but it's so different than I found in digital marketing because most people even even though they say they want to be speakers, they don't actually practice it. Right, so they're not actually asking for the sale. They're not asking for the next person. They're not asking for that opportunity. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people need speakers at their events, and we'll actually pay for speakers at their events. Yeah, but people just don't flex that muscle no differently than they don't start the podcast or do anything else.
1: Yeah, dude, that's great. And once once you have some competency in your niche that you're gonna be speaking on, it's like yeah, dude, it can. A lot of doors open, man, when you're willing to put yourself on them stages, you know. Yeah. And it's scary. I still, I get scared every freaking time. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh yeah. So.
0: It's it's definitely scary. But uh what's your what's your pre speech routine? You, you know, man, you jump on a trampoline
2: like Tony Tony Robbins. No, To be honest, to be honest, say a
0: prayer and. This past yeah. time I sat by the ocean because I was in Costa Rica, yeah. <laughs> so that was Trying a nice little meditation. <sighs> yeah, but yeah. typically just meditation and breathing exercises. So yeah. that that was the what I typically do every single time, and it's worked out well. Mm. That's good. How do people
2: connect with you? Where do they reach yeah. out um, if they want you speaking on stages? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, absolutely, uh, or you know, to work with your. Your agency for SEO
0: or yep. whatever else. So you can head over to adammcchesney.com. It's got all the links to my social platforms that are out there. Uh, Instagram is going to be the best one, and that's Adam L. McChesney. And then, regardless of it's speaking digital marketing, um, feel free to shoot me a message and uh, we can take it from there. Where's, what's your OnlyFans handle again? Don't have, <laughs> don't have that. That was supposed to be private.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, you were just telling <laughs> me. <laughs> right. that's, oh, that's, that's for the you. Exclusive ever. offer. Yeah. And if you want the exclusive <laughs> offer, Send us a DM and uh. we'll give you an RBO promo code for his <laughs> OnlyFans as well. You know, so dude, appreciate you coming out, man. Yeah, thanks I really that, enjoyed this one. So guys, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you share it with somebody that you love, you care about, and you want to have them see progress in their life. Um, one other thing, reviews. was kind of slowed up on reviews on, mm. on the podcast. Yeah. We need people to, you know, go out there and give us the five star and say cool dudes or whatever you want to do. But please uh, rate and review the show. Share the show. We love you guys. Keep kicking ass. We'll see you next week.